kickback, bring the whole crew. Right around 10 came dressed in the nines. You already know what we really finna do when we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene, yeah, we pull up on the scene. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, I have Mariko, Anna, and Natalie. Hey, <laughs> hey y'all. Hi. Um, hey guys. <laughs> All right. So on this episode, we're going to get into the tea, but before we do this, I would like to ask each of you your majors. Hey, I'm Mariko. I'm majoring in sociology with a concentration in structures of inequality, and I'm minoring in political science and Africana studies. <laughs> I'm Anna. I'm majoring in criminology and minoring in Hispanic studies. You already know. <laughs> I'm Natalie. I'm majoring in econ with concentrations in marketing and business analytics, and I'm a French minor. Mm. She fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked each of you this because the Trillis is sponsored by The Economist, and all of you guys would say that you need to be informed in everything you do regarding internships or even mm -hmm. schoolwork. Is, mm -hmm. Am I right? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So it's great because not only you guys need to be informed, I think like the whole world needs to be informed mm -hmm. and our listeners. And mm -hmm. we have a specific code. So in the bio, there's a link where you can get a subscription from The Economist for 12 weeks and it costs just $12. What? That's My so friends. Awesome. Hold up. That is $1 a week. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. And it's phenomenal. You can get a print and digital subscription mm. for just that $1 a week. Print? We yeah. fancy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also comes with a free Economist branded Moleskine notebook. Ooh. So get huh. your life. Use the link. Again, it's in the description and I hope you guys enjoy. Mm, thank you. Awesome. So let's get into it. Before I read this anonymous person's question, I just have a little sound off to do. Mm -hmm. It has come to my attention. Well, I think we've all known this being women of color on this campus, but a lot of people, and it's both guys, girls, people who don't align with the gender binaries, but they go after specific groups of people. So again, it can be quote-unquote jungle fever, yellow fever, oh, I like Latinas, they're spicy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. People are human. Stop going after specific groups unless you want to be called an ex-chaser. For example, if you particularly go after a certain group, and you can date whoever you want. We love mixing Maricas <laughs> of mixed race. It's beautiful. <laughs> But when you specifically go after a specific group just for sexual pleasure, that's mm -hmm. not okay. You're dehumanizing them and you need to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's... Uh, so on one hand, there's your preferences. And then there's what you just described. And I think it's kind of like a, a blurred boundary sometimes because you never know what's going on in someone else's head. Like, oh, are you going after me because you genuinely like me and you think I'm very attractive and that's just what you like or are you going after me because of what I'm labeled as because I'm a black woman you know yeah um so I think it's like hard to navigate that in a way um but I definitely agree with what you just said yeah strange <laughs> it's it's scary man it's like <laughs> stop mm -hmm. and then you ruin these girls lives and go on to the net, and it's just not, Oop. it's not cute. <laughs> so <laughs> stop it. So speaking about ruining lives, <laughs> on this episode, the person says this. Dear Sia, how do I get out of a toxic relationship? Mm. 
and I oop. <laughs> <laughs> There's no details? No. Nope. Yeah, it's a friendship, <laughs> a, you know, a romantic relationship. I think the way I read this personally, I'm like, oh, this must be romantic, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess, let's go from it from a romantic perspective, yeah. since mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. one was kind of like a friendship mm-hmm. perspective. So, yeah. Yeah, this is difficult. Toxic relationships. I mean, ultimately, you, you know that you need to cut them out of your life. But right. doing that in practice is a lot harder than just acknowledging that. But the first step would be acknowledging that. So the fact mm-hmm. that this person has said it's a toxic relationship means that they're aware that mm-hmm. this is bad for them. Yeah. So already in the right direction, girl. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely a big part of it because most people don't either don't realize that they're in a toxic relationship or mm-hmm. they're just okay with it. But it sounds like she realizes that she's in a toxic relationship and wants to get out yeah. of it. So I'd say the most important thing is just... you know cutting it out it it really does help you know cutting those kinds of relationships out I haven't had this with a romantic relationship but definitely like with friendships (laughs) (laughs) um but with friendships I think it it always helps to Mm -hmm. just cut them out you don't realize how much better you feel until you're on the other side Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like you said like the hardest part is realizing that you're in a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. because I've been in toxic relationships where I did not realize it was toxic So props to you for realizing that. I think the next step is realizing that you have to put yourself first. So even though you you might love this person, you might like this person a lot, but you realize that you're in this toxic relationship. So you have to put yourself first and um, just not really feel bad for cutting this person off because at the end of the day, like, you're living with yourself 24 7 Mm -hmm. um and you have to make sure you're happy and you're putting yourself first and prioritizing yourself true that and as someone who has left a toxic relationship come back left again (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) i was like and when i read this question i was like wow i've been read (laughs) um i think it's so when you do because i think you're making your way towards leaving mm-hmm. you might be compelled to come back and yeah. I think when that stuff like that happens when the person's like I've changed let don't words trust people's actions mm-hmm. don't let yeah. them sweet talk you and say I'm a changed man I'm a changed woman blah 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 mm-hmm. because after a while they will keep up that facade and then they'll drop it mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you don't want to be in that cycle yeah. of back and forth your emotions being wrecked Mm -hmm. yeah and even with actions too like people especially people who are i don't know if this is the case in your um relationship but people who are like sociopaths or even just (laughs) very charming people Mm -hmm. they're gonna know what you want to see from them they're gonna know what you want them to say so they're gonna say the right things and also do the right things for a certain amount of time but you have to really trust your gut feeling and be like hmm this doesn't feel right. <laughs> like I, true. he's done some things in the past, and then it's switched up real quick, and he's gone back to his regular self, or she, yeah. or they, whoever it is. Um, so just really trust your gut, and don't try to fall back into things like Sia said. Because I mean, sometimes it's like you want to, you want to believe that they've changed, but they haven't. Most most yeah. of the time, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't. 
Um, yeah, I think another important thing, too, is just to make sure that you're getting some distance from, from the person afterwards, mm-hmm. because I feel like I've seen a lot of times that people want to become friends with their ex after after it's over, but it just, that seems to make everything so much worse, because you're not really friends, and you're not really in a romantic relationship, so mm-hmm. it just gets very complicated, and I think it's definitely best to get some distance for yeah. a while afterwards until you're actually okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you, you said that. And it's also, like, ties into actually realizing that this person wronged you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking on that example from before, when w- when I first left, it was, I deserve better, but I never faulted him for the way he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so when mm-hmm. it came time to, let's go to dinner, let's do this, let's do that, and all these wonderful actions... I thought like, oh, he he realized that mm. I do deserve better. He realized my worth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until he was playing again with the sociopath. Yeah. Honestly, playing, playing games and stringing me yeah. mm-hmm. in and out. And at one point, I was just over it. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I was like, I'm. <laughs> Shout out to Zita because she gave me. <laughs> She's like, why do you even have to like see him? Just text him. And I was like, actually, blah 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 blah. And he's like, oh, I see, see ya. <laughs> I love when they pull your name into it. Like, what does my name have to do with this? And this and that. So just, once you've had enough, you know. My mom kind of has this three strikes you're out thing. Mm-hmm. After three bad things, she's like, deuces. Three? You know? That's too much. <laughs> <You think so? laughs> Two, well, maybe. With, like, marriages and, and stuff. True. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> but true. True. Mm. What do you think, Nat? Mm, yeah, I think what you're saying is true. But I'm wondering... Like, how would you help this person identify, like, that last, like, that last straw? Like, I feel like one Mm. of the problems with toxic relationships is people, especially the one who's, like, the abused, I guess, so to say, mentally or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, they feel, like, a need to make it work. Like, they feel Mm -hmm. like it's their fault because that person puts it Mm -hmm. on them. And they're like, it's my responsibility to solve this, to make this work. Like, this is normal in a relationship. Relationships are hard. Like, Mm. I don't want to back out just because when things get difficult, but how do you identify, like, that line, mm. you know? it's a good question. <laughs> so far. I think when you're, like, cry- <laughs> when you're having, like, a, what do they call it? When anxiety? An, an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you legit, you remember when you were kids or, like, I've had a few, like, this past year mm-hmm. when I couldn't, like, actually breathe yeah. and it was mm-hmm. such a struggle to mm-hmm. breathe. Or you get nauseous. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think when you're feeling worse more than you're feeling better about mm-hmm. it. After a certain point, it's just not worth feeling that badly. Yeah. I, rem- I definitely remember seeing a friend of mine go through this where she was constantly stressed out. Like, she kind of got a bit depressed over what was going on and she felt bad, badly all the time. And I didn't understand why she didn't just leave it and I would try to tell her, mm-hmm. but... I know it's so much harder when you're on the inside, but mm-hmm. just yeah. in general. Also, I think if you're constantly feeling like you're walking on eggshells, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a point where you should be like, this is kind of toxic. Like, I shouldn't feel always constantly on edge being around this person that's supposed to make me feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's also a point where you know you should probably leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what you were saying earlier is also, like, very key. Like, the fact that you have friends around you that are saying, like, mm, maybe this isn't right. Mm, like, listen yeah. to them. Yeah, listen to your friends. they're on the outside and they can kind of see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I guess another question for the situation, um, the question was, how do I leave a toxic relationship? So, specifically, like, it's easy to be like, okay, yeah, like, you should leave. Like, you realize that you should leave. Mm-hmm. Good job. But <laughs> it's different to actually have a plan and mm-hmm. enact that plan and 
do that plan and stick to it. So I guess what are some specific things that this person can do? Like what can she say to this person to leave mm-hmm. this relationship in a way that won't, will be the easiest for her and won't affect her and hurt her the most? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Hard. That's really good. Yeah. I think what I personally do I'm a block queen. Oh, God. <laughs> block, block culture. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> cancel, cancel culture. But honestly, I um, delete their number. Mm-hmm. No, I, okay. I first block them. Then I delete the number. Then I delete the text thread so that there's no... No record. F- no record to for me when I'm in mm-hmm. my weak mm. spot to try to go back again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I've really shut every door and, That's like, smart. jam jammed it mm-hmm. um and then i also block and like everything i think i've actually like i think i might have blocked him on linkedin neat too LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I just now got a linkedin <laughs> that's another whole thing but yeah. <laughs> so honestly that's what i do and when you see them in person you can say hello if you feel comfortable with yeah. that but if not wa- walk ahead you you go ahead <laughs> yeah i think i realized another thing recently is like you have a lot of control over your life. Like, you might not think it, but you have a lot of... Even with if someone texts you, you have the ability to wait a couple hours to text them back to, like, gather your thoughts and stuff. Like, you don't have to immediately text people back, like, right when they text you. And that's just, like, a little thing, but you have a lot more power than you believe you have. Um, So I think that can make you feel powerful because choice is powerful. Um, But aside from that... um, I'm trying to think of like a message or something that they she can or he can say yeah. to the person because mm-hmm. that's like the hardest part I think is putting it into words like this mm-hmm. is not right I'm leaving you but in like the best way possible <laughs> yeah. it's not you it's me <laughs> <laughs> but it's really you <laughs> I, I really don't know that's a hard one I think just okay identifying what's toxic about the relationship mm-hmm. yeah. and being I deserve better mm-hmm. you have done x y mm-hmm. and z to me there are other people out there that will give me the dignity and mm-hmm. respect that I deserve and will not treat me in this manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to leave. It's better for me. It might be better for you, too, because sometimes mm-hmm. toxic toxicity feeds yeah. off mm-hmm. of each other. Mm-hmm. And just separating that could be better for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they don't even know, right? Like, maybe they don't even realize yeah. that what they're doing is toxic. Mm-hmm. So, like, you telling them, like, I'm out because of X, Y, and Z would help open their mm-hmm. eyes and make them better in their next relationship. That's very well, true. Well, so what happens if they say, oh, I'll change. Like, I'll do Ooh. this differently. I just thought of that. I think, um, <laughs> I think it is best to be very open about what you're thinking. And so I think what you said is a really good way to tell someone that you need to leave. But I think another way that you could do it, it might be a cop-out, but I think it will work nonetheless, um, is if you just say, like, I need space for myself. Because no one can really push back on that and be like, no, you don't. Like, I can change. (laughs) (laughs) If I say I need space for myself, like, that means I need space from you for myself to grow. Like, so Mm -hmm. you can't really say anything about that. So I think that's, like, a broad way to get away from that situation. I like that. Yeah, that shuts it down. Yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what there we go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Drop <laughs> the <laughs> mic. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for coming on. I hope whoever submitted this actually is enlightened mm-hmm. and uses this and is probably, I hope you're out of this relationship because they submitted yeah. this 
over the summer. So mm. I hope you've grown, that you're flourishing and living yes. your best life. Yes. Um, for anyone else out there, you know, we're all we're all going through it. <laughs> who might Facts. be in a similar situation. <laughs> Please take our advice. You know, we're all not doctors. You know, mm-hmm. this is not the doctor Mariko, Anna, Natalie, <laughs> Sia show. This is we're college students and we've lived life and yeah. we have experiences, so we want to share. We're all trying to flourish and grow out here. So mm-hmm. yeah, stick together, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. For more chill content, follow Sia on Instagram at s i a l i n d a underscore and the Trillis's Instagram page at T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore U-Pen. So again, it's at Cialinda with the underscore and at the Trillis underscore U-Pen. If you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends. Thank you. I would like to Thank Henry for sound engineering this episode in the Kelly Writer's House for letting us record in the Rexler studio. Peace and love.